Getting our community vaccinated as quickly as possible is key to stopping COVID-19. On this episode, hear how we're coming on reaching population immunity and learn about a new campaign to keep you informed of that goal. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. Johnson County is making some great progress toward getting our more than 600,000 population vaccinated, but there's still plenty of work to do. We have with us today a few guests who will talk about the numbers and some of the new artwork that you'll see popping up around the Kansas City region in support of these efforts. So we're going to go ahead and start with Johnson County Department of Health and Environment Director, Dr. Sami Ariola. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we have been making, as I mentioned, a lot of progress towards getting everyone vaccinated, but uh, we kind of moved from a place of having very little vaccine available to having plenty now. So can you talk about where we're at? Uh, happy to do that. Thank you. Um, the, uh, the, the situation has changed. Uh, earlier in the, in the vaccination efforts um, in January, we uh, did not have a lot of uh, vaccines. Um, several, several of our residents uh, uh, did want to get vaccinated, which, which was a good thing. But across the country, the, the challenge was, um, as we were ramping up production of the vaccine, was um, how to distribute the vaccine. And so we uh, came up with, uh, uh, through KDHE, some way of prioritizing and so that we can get the uh, uh, people vaccinated. But the goal was always to get the vaccine into the arms of as many people as possible as quickly as we as we can. And so we did our best. Um, uh, residents wanted the vaccine and uh, we were giving out the vaccines as we received them. Uh, our, our approach was uh, we'll give out everything we receive in a week out, out that week. We walk, worked with our partners in our health systems, pharmacies and, and others to um, get people vaccinated. But, uh, right now, we are uh, we have uh, given at least fifty percent of our population the first dose. Um, right now, our clinics, our appointments are not getting completely filled up, but I do want to clarify that because uh, we're still giving out about ten thousand shots a week, uh, most of them second doses, a few of them first dose. But the good news is, while we have a mass vaccination clinic there. Our health systems are vaccinating, pharmacists are vaccinating, um, uh, 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 independent providers are vaccinating. There's just so many ways for people to get vaccinated. So that's uh, uh, not having an opportunity to get vaccinated is not an excuse. We have a lot of vaccine. We actually, the state had to change from direct allocations to now allocating uh, based on demand. We have um, a lot of vaccines. When we started, we had um, uh, Pfizer, Moderna. Right now we have Johnson & Johnson, all very safe, very uh, efficacious uh, against um, uh, pro against death, 100%, uh, preventing death, 100% preventing hospitalization. New study from CDC compared the odds of hospitalization uh, for those that have been vaccinated to the odds of hospitalization to those that have been not have not been vaccinated, ninety four percent protection 
odds against uh, uh, hospitalization for those that have been vaccinated. They're very, very effective against um, uh, severe illnesses. And, and we see that, and I tell people back in late November, uh, we had outbreaks in 49 of our long-term care facilities. Right now, zero, and it's been zero for several weeks. And these are our most vulnerable population, just tells you how effective the vaccine is. And so um, we have gone uh, through uh, that phase where um, a lot of our residents want uh, the vaccine, and now we are entering a slower phase. But st there's still a lot of vaccinations that's, uh, that's occurring in the, in the county. And we think in the next few weeks, we might be uh, moving away from a need for mass vaccination sites to what we're calling community, um, community clinics. We are going to be going into uh, businesses, into farmers market, into churches and other places just to create additional opportunities for people to get vaccinated. And so um, uh, while we're not uh, vaccinating 3,000 persons a day at a mass vaccination clinic or 11,000 a week, we're still putting the shots into the arms of as many people as we possibly can, as soon as we can. We are having our hospitals vaccinate people before they are discharged. And we're working to get them the second dose when they are at long-term care facilities. We're in the community, we have taken vaccinations to different businesses, we'll continue to do that. The next few days, we'll talk a little bit more about those logistics. We're working with a few churches to take vaccination to those, uh, to the, some of their events. So vaccination is ongoing. Uh, we, I mean, the one, one way that I put it is we have moved away from uh, it, now into what we call hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's not the large, large, large uh, clinics anymore, but, but we are in the community and we'll continue to vaccinate. So if you want to get vaccinated, um, the opportunity has never been uh, better. Uh, you can go walk into any pharmacy and get vaccinated. And we are now allowing walk-ins into our clinics also. So that's another way to get vaccinated. Of course, you can still uh, uh, book an appointment uh, to be there. And for those that have questions about the safety of the vaccine, uh, I think the easiest way to look at that is we have given out well over 200 million doses of this vaccine in this country alone, across the world, a lot more than that. And for those, uh, even those very rare conditions that we see are becoming even more rare as we vaccinate more people. They're very safe. They're very efficacious. It's time to get go get go get vaccinated. Here's the last piece um, um, uh, to, 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 say, to say to people is the risk of getting infected or getting sick is very, very, very low when you are vaccinated and interacting with somebody who is not vaccinated. Of course, it's even lower when you are vaccinated and interacting with others that are vaccinated. So there's no reason you shouldn't. Uh, protect yourself, protect people around you, get vaccinated. You know, we've talked about from the very beginning, um, this originally we, we called it herd, herd immunity, but now we're kind of referring to population immunity. Um, I assume that is still very much uh, an important goal. Can you talk a little bit about what what that is exactly? Yeah, thank you. So the, the herd immunity is, is the technical term. Uh, I think population immunity um, is a lot more easier to understand. But basically, uh, the way to look at it is, is an indirect way 
of protecting our community, a population in our community from uh, infections, from uh, diseases uh, such as the one that we're dealing with. So, so either people get their immunity through vaccination or uh, immunity by being infected by the virus. We are wanting enough people to get vaccinated to reduce the uh, avenue or the opportunities for the infections to spread. So uh, here's, here's, here's the way that it goes. Let's assume that uh, I am infected and I come in contact with uh, the three, four people, and I, I don't want to throw in all that technical uh, watch there. And, and three of those four people are uh, vaccinated. In reality, only one person is susceptible. And that one person, if that one person spreads, uh, gets in contact with 10 and eight of them are vaccinated, then only two people are infected. But look at it this way. If none of the four people are protected with no immunity, then one person transfers the, uh, the infection to four people and those four can potentially set, uh, send it to 16, 20, 24 more people, de depending on the uh, what we call the reproduction number. And so what vaccination does, and of course, natural immunity, is it breaks that chain of transmission. It reduces the opportunity for the virus to spread. And so when we get enough people that, that, that we built immunity, either through vaccine or natural immunity, we get to a place where we move from just a mitigation of the virus to containment of the, of the spread, where we can use public health intervention and we're dealing with sporadic events rather than uh, just widespread. And it doesn't really impact our ways of life. I mean, we could have an outbreak in a facility and we deal with it, but our entire mitigation event will be restricted to that facility. And that's why we're saying, and that number is not a magic, people are saying, is it 70%, is it 75%? There's so many factors there. We're trying to get a better hold on natural immunity. Uh, there's so many other factors, international travel resistance to, taking the vaccine that are at play here. But that's the overall construct is where we, where we get to a point where the opportunity for the virus to spread is drastically uh, reduced. And so providing an indirect form of protection to our population, that's, that's where we get to population immunity. So it seems tracking those who've, who've had COVID, that can be a little bit messy with also tracking the, va the vaccines, right? Um, but the vaccines is a, a solid number that we can, we can count on. The vaccine is the key thing. Uh, there are uh, obviously differences uh, between the immunity that you get from the vaccine. Uh, currently, we know that the vaccines elicit uh, immunity that are about 10 times uh, higher than what you would from natural immunity. And it seems like the vaccine would, um, would um, uh, uh, elicit immunity that will last much longer than the natural immunity. So our path to population immunity is not, uh, is not uh, natural immunity or the false construct a few months ago that let's get people uh, infected. That's not going to work. You're going to kill a lot of people uh, doing that. So vaccination is our path to, to immunity. I will say this also that um, if, you, if we don't have enough people vaccinated, uh, not only do we have variants here in Johnson County, we have detected uh, several of those variants from the UK variants, which is the predominant uh, circulating species in the United States now. 
We have seen the Brazilian uh, variants. We also have seen the Californian uh, variants here. So, but the, the, so not only are you uh, putting vulnerable people at risk, every uh, additional opportunity for the virus to spread is also an opportunity for the virus to mutate. Viruses do mutate, and then you have mutations of public health significance, similar to the ones that were seen. They are either more infectious or more virulent. And so the way to keep these things under control is to ensure that as quickly as we can, we get the vaccines into the arms of as many people as possible. And there are, there are examples out there. Israel is doing pretty well because they got a very high percentage of their population uh, vaccinated. They are opening things up. You can see control over the spread of the virus in places like UK and, of course, United States, where we're getting the vaccination done. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, like we said, there's, we can see the light at the end of the, of the tunnel, but we're still ways from there. Let's keep doing what we're doing. Get vaccinated to protect yourself and to protect uh, your, your loved ones. And here's what we are seeing. We are seeing slight optics in the no number of infections here. We are seeing younger people being hospitalized, almost all of them unvaccinated, almost all of them under the age of 50, because we've done a good job of vaccinating our older population. And so, yes, young, young people do get sick. Yes, young people do get hospitalized from COVID. So, so, so we need to dispel uh, those fallacies and ensure that we're working together to get as much or as many of our residents vaccinated as possible. All right, that is some great information. Well, of course, reaching our goal um, of getting the population vaccinated uh, is an important step. And there's a new campaign that you might see popping up around uh, the Kansas City region that, that has that goal in mind. So we've got a few more guests with us here today to talk about that new campaign and also the artwork behind it. So I'll go ahead and have you guys uh, introduce yourself. We'll start with Mark and then go to Kevin and Lisa. Thanks, Teresa. It's really lovely to be here. My name is Mark Logan. I'm with Comeback KC, and I'm leading the communications efforts behind the Two Million Arms campaign. And I'm Kevin Garrison, uh, Design Director at Will Be Design. Thanks for having me. And I'm Lisa Carew. I'm also with Will Be Design, and I'm the Copy Director. Well, thank you all for being here. So uh, just start off by telling us a little bit about how this campaign came about and uh, where you're at with it. Yeah, you bet. So uh, Dr. Ariola mentioned a little while ago and talked about the, uh, the concept of population immunity, and that's really the foundation for the campaign. We know that uh, in order to get our entire Kansas City region uh, to that point of population immunity, we need to get roughly 2 million people vaccinated. That 2 million includes uh, kids, and we don't yet have approval for a vaccine for kids, but we're pretty confident that it'll, it'll be here sooner rather than later. So we're including uh, our, our children in that 2 million goal. Um, and it, we think a regional approach is important because the virus doesn't care about state lines or county lines or city boundaries. We need to get everybody in the region united around this goal to reach population immunity and really protect our communities from this virus. And if you want to tell us a little bit about the artwork behind it. Um, we, uh, this is Kevin. Um, and really um, visually from the campaign perspective, Two Million Arms is kind of where we um, built the campaign around and just visually wanted to come up with an idea that told that story um, and just using bright colors, positive colors um, to kind of make it something that communicates hope and, um, you know, in that kind of realm where it's um, 
just a lot more colorful than the typical images of, of the face masks and things like that that we would typically see in a campaign like this. Um, and we, you know, definitely the different shapes and colors and everything, we just really wanted to show the vitality of the Kansas City community as well and how everyone could kind of see something to connect to and, and, and relate to it. And can you talk about how this um, this campaign is going to be shared with with the community and where where can people start seeing some of these the imagery? Yeah, you bet. So um, you'll see uh, imagery driving around town. Uh, it's up already on billboards. Uh, we're looking at transit advertising as well. Um, we have created a system uh, online where people can go and take templates and create their own content with some of this imagery. Um, you can find that system at vaccinatekc.com. And we're especially encouraging community leaders, um, folks who are influential within their own communities to go online and produce content that, that helps explain to those folks why you got vaccinated, why it's important and why it's important for your community. So um, we hope that you'll see it all over the place, uh, including um, pretty soon on t-shirts and pins and uh, other things that you can wear around town to show your vaccination status. All right, and Lisa, do you want to talk a little bit about why this campaign um, or kind of the, the research behind it or why it, why it speaks to people? Sure, so one of the things that we really wanted to, to highlight was the positivity about getting vaccinated. I mean, we've spent the last 12 months being told not to go out and we've had mandates and we've had restrictions and we've basically been locked down in our own homes. And with this vaccination um, program being able to be given to the public, we wanted to turn the messaging more into positivity and progress and benefits and science. So we created a, basically a three-tiered a messaging plan where we put out messages of positivity. We put out what we call facts facts, which are different um, facts about the vaccine to bring the science into it. And then we layered in uh, trusted messages. And then uh, like Mark was saying, trusted messengers. So, you know, you can have a doctor tell you um, that you need to get vaccinated, but sometimes you need your community leader to tell you to get vaccinated or your pastor to ask you to get vaccinated. So one of the elements of this program is for those community leaders to go to vaccinatekc.com and get some of those assets and add their own photographs and add their own messages of why they're getting vaccinated. So we're hoping that this benefit message versus the restrictive message is what's gonna resonate with the population and really help people get vaccinated. I know plenty of people are ready to, to hear positive messages for sure. And I, you know, as we heard earlier, there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We're getting to a point where people are, are getting vaccinated and it's an easy process. And I know Dr. Ariola mentioned earlier that we're, we're actually connecting with some of those um, trusted leaders in the community to, to host their own events. And we're going to the people to, to get them the vaccine. So um, Dr. Ariola, do you wanna talk about some of the connections that you all made with, with um, some of those groups to to get this moving. So, so we are again um, uh, updating our, our approach, our tactics. Um, last three, uh, four months, uh, the mass vaccination clinics been very important in terms of we had the demand was very was very high, and we had to be able to run um, uh, people through. Uh, we, we did run as many as 3,000 persons through our clinic daily, nine to seven. Now, that's, that's changing. There's still going to be some need for that. Uh, but moving forward, uh, the tactics is going to shift more towards 
community type clinics where we're probably vaccinating a couple of hundred people, but we're doing it every day. Our partners are doing that. The pharmacists are doing that. Our primary care providers are doing those. And collectively, we move towards um, a goal uh, of the population immunity. Uh, I should uh, say that uh, one of the things to keep in mind uh, is, again, we have a long road to go. And so we have employers that are already reaching out to us. We have city leaders that are reaching out to us. Uh, we, are, we have reached out to a farmer's market and we are finalizing those. Um, just got off of a meeting with staff today. Uh, some church leaders, I mentioned, I did um, a podcast with Pastor Love of Second Baptist Church recently. He does have um, programs where he's uh, giving out uh, food and uh, end of the month that we're going to be participating in and just making sure as people are getting their food, they have the opportunity to get vaccinated. And so you're going to see a lot more. We are working on uh, uh, putting uh, information on our website for employers to uh, request for our team to come and vaccinate the, their staff. And, and so there's a, there's a lot of things going on. We uh, are working with the UCS and other partners in the community too, with NWCP, uh, the Latinos community, and so many groups. We're having conversations around how to um, uh, answer questions that people may have regarding to the safety of, of the vaccines. Uh, and I should uh, again mention that um, when we talk about uh, population immunity, the goal is just to vaccinate as many people as possible. We, we can't tell you precisely what percentage it is, but I can tell you that for measles, for example, we typically need to get about uh, to 90, 95% vaccination so that the remaining 5% unvaccinated people are protected. For polio, that number is 80%. And so basically we're still learning about this new virus. And so the higher we can get this up, the better for us. Basically, it's an indirect form of protection that those that are vaccinated becomes the, uh, if you will, the the guard, the 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 protector of those that were not able to vaccinate, whether for medical exceptions or other things. So rather than get fixated on that particular number, just focus on vaccinating people. Let's vaccinate as many of our residents as we can. And when we are at that hard immunity, population immunity step, you will see that the spread will begin to slow down dramatically. We're not quite there yet. We still have a long way to go. All right, great information. And we are making some improvements, I think, on our dashboard on the jocogov.org website so that people can track a little bit better how we're, how we're coming along in terms of getting everyone vaccinated. And I know, Mark, you're also working on a similar initiative that's more regional. So do you want to share some information about that? Yes, I'm really excited about this. So we have a tracker that tracks completed vaccinations throughout the region, because that's really the number underlying the, the 2 million arms goal. Um, I'm happy to say that by the time this podcast airs, we will have crossed over 500,000 people vaccinated in the Kansas City region. And that's a major milestone. That's a quarter of the way to our goal of 2 million arms in the entire region. Um, and, and that's something that we absolutely need to celebrate because we've achieved this in amazing time and really want to say thank you to every single person who's, who's been a vaccinator, who has been a volunteer 
or who has been vaccinated for, for helping us form that protection that Dr. Areola mentioned. We still have a long way to go. We still have you know, another million and a half folks to get to that 2 million goal, to get in the, the range of population immunity that we're shooting for. But um, let's celebrate. Let's take a moment to step back and, and really be grateful for what we've accomplished. Uh, and then next day, we'll, we'll get right back to it and, and work toward uh, getting to our 2 million arms goal. All right, great information. Anything else anyone wants to share about the, the 2 million arms campaign or anything else? I will also add that the uh, 2 million arms tracker is live on our website, vaccinatekc.com. And you can find uh, vaccination locations on that site. There are more than 200 vaccination locations listed throughout the metro region. There's uh, vaccination facts. There's information about all of the area vaccinators, the health departments, the hospitals, and you can install the tracker on your own website and help uh, support the campaign and make people aware of our progress against that 2 million arms goal. All right, that's great information about those regional efforts. Well, thank you all for being here and providing such good details to, to help our, uh, our residents, our listeners understand the importance of getting vaccinated and hopefully they will seek out those, those opportunities. And you can get much more on this campaign and our regional or local county efforts at jococov.org forward slash coronavirus. Thanks for listening. You just heard Joco on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogovorg forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.